Welcome back everybody to Philosophical Fridays on Gaiganomics. Today we will be discussing the philosophical question or the philosophical debate of minarchism and anarchism. And minarchism is the idea that government is restricted to only providing courts and national slash domestic defense. Mises, in the first through third generation of Austrians or Austrian economists, were indeed minarchist. Um, they viewed that uh, there can be some government intervention um, in the market society. So with uh, anarchism or anarchic order, it is a type of order, alternative to a state solution or a uh, statist um solution a a stateless society um under anarchic order you have rules based on private property or proprietary rules um for the provision of defense um most people agree that you need a government to provide essential services such as the military defense and um you know it wasn't until murray rothbard really went into applying the concept of a market solution to such things as defense. Uh, and Rothbard argues that there is nothing intrinsic to military defense that requires state provision. Um, the free market can provide a defense actually more efficiently than a state can. Um, I think an analogy to use is earthquake insurance. To cope with the cost of damages to property and life, um, competition, uh, they they need to keep prices down. Um, and with a private defense agency, they would provide some services as insurance companies do. In a free market, insurance companies would provide coverage for losses and could have a great financial interest in preventing and deterring attacks or aggressions. Um, and they can hire private defense agencies to avoid high costs. Uh, I want to bring up the paradox of anarchism, which I learned from David Gordon, which is essentially that in the ancient days of the Greeks, they said that that anarchism could work, but it's a, not a very good idea. Whereas today, people say it's a good idea, but it can never work. Um, so I think what's important in trying to understand the concepts of anarchy is that you know okay so historically anarchism was applied to the communists or the anarcho-communists who wanted a uh, proletarian revolution and um, a classless society so most people when uh, they think of the word anarchism Think of Molotov cocktails going through windows and things burning. A lot of fires. It's very hot in anarchy, apparently. Um, but the way we're applying it to is anarchic order or anarchism um, or anarcho-capitalism, a type of a type of order um, based off individuals, as as Hayek uh, used the term spontaneous order where individuals come together via the market mechanisms, where they understand that they'll be better off engaging 
in trade and exchanges amongst other people in a society. And as a result, you have this type of order of people uh, via voluntarily, um, you know, specializing in different uh, services and creating goods to trade with one another. And this, like a balloon, inflates a society's wealth. Um, So you have even the lowest, uh, uh, the most unfortunate people in a society still having their standards of well-being and standards of living being lifted and and inflated in this in this uh, balloon-like manner, um, and what this can bring about is more prosperity, and and with prosperity comes more peace, uh, typically, um, and so really the the uh, what what we should be looking for is if you want more peace and prosperity, you ought to support the free market. Um, now, uh, going back to minarchism, with minarchism, it's this idea that the government should uh, provide courts and national domestic defense. And then, you know, you, you go into, as Michael Malice says, who isn't for uh, a limited government? And this concept of minarchism can be applied to even um, leaders of the largest governments in history. You know, Hitler was a minarchist. Bernie Sanders could be a minarchist. People on the far left can be considered minarchists, like, oh, we're for a limited government. Well, where do you draw the line is the question. And when you allow for the state to exist, the incentive structure of the uh, politicians running the states is not one of the same of a uh, chief executive officer or the entrepreneur who needs to be efficient in allocating his resources and cost. Um, You know, the business owner, the uh, entrepreneur is is looking at his P's and L's, his profits and losses. And in generating revenues, he has to um, receive higher revenues um, and profits more than the cost he incurs. Uh, well, that that will be his profit. He has to he has to receive higher revenues than than um, that are higher than the costs he incurs, so he can generate profits and stay in business. The issue with uh, the political incentive structure is that politicians do not have this profit and loss system operating under their um, organization. So, what typically happens? You you can look at a a public school, for example. It's loaded with bureaucracy, and regardless of the um, the approval rating of the students or their their performance ability, um, they the the public school system is able to um, make a claim that they need more funding. So this funding does not it's not focused on on the students, it's focused on the teaching. And um, you can load up a public school with bureaucracy, because, uh, you know, it's not, you know, parents or or the, you know, children per se, who are paying for this education, it comes via taxation or um, government funding, which is a is a is a tax on people. 
and um, the incentive structure to operate efficiently is is absent. Um, so, I mean, this is just the essential problem with bureaucracy is you can load it up with bureaucrats who are not motivated via efficiency. Um, they're motivated off of, uh, well, that's the that's issue with uh, socialism is, is, is typically motivations are distorted. Um, so that's just a, an example. And Rothbard, um, who is a, you know, more modern, I would say, Austrian economist, it kind of was the first uh, Austrian economist to apply the market mechanisms, even down to national defense. And um, he thought that the provision of defense could be actually a, uh, a more efficiently applied to to um, a society than a state operated defense could and and at a uh, a um, can be provided more efficiently and at a at a cheaper price because of uh, it works like like the provision of insurance from insurance companies um, under the insurance mechanism people are assets and they have to provide the service of, of protection and um, deterring attacks or aggressions onto their assets. And they do this with um, hiring defense agencies to avoid these high costs. Uh, and that, that kind of is the structure for a natural governance in uh, anarchic society. And again, with minarchism, it's... it's uh, I mean, the United States originated as a minimal government, um, and then they, we are now the largest government in world history. Uh, so minarchism is unsustainable. It will just grow um, and grow. And with anarchism, you avoid the issue of having a government a, a state altogether that's loaded with bureaucracy and um, can can grow like a parasite. Um, and I think that there's a lot to be discovered uh, for everyone in this philosophy of anarchy. And it's not as hot as people typically think. It's, um, I mean, if the market is essentially in the, the anarchic uh, market economy has brought about the greatest provisions um no state has dictated what needed to be invented it's it's comes from the individuals people invented air conditioning so that would be one contradiction to the molotov cocktail perspective on anarchy thank you